he got all of that one. Got all of that one. Welcome to In the Rough, a podcast dedicated to golfing in the Treasure Valley and beyond. And beyond. In the Rough is presented by First Tee Idaho, providing accessibility and affordability to golf while teaching our youth respect, integrity, courtesy, perseverance, sportsmanship, honesty, judgment, responsibility, and confidence. First Tee Idaho, because golf is more than a game. And welcome to another edition of In the Rough. I'm Corey Michaels, along with Nick Blasius. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Corey. Thanks for having us again. Well, temperatures uh, have turned on us now. We are definitely into the holidays, heading towards winter. How is that uh, uh, affecting things for First Tee? Oh, well, first off, happy Thanksgiving week. You as well. <laughs> you as well, my friend. You know, this time of year is real slow for us. We're just doing a lot of planning for next year. We actually just had some um, first team national meetings last week, which were really great and informative. We were supposed to do them in person, go down to Phoenix, Arizona, but mm-hmm. um, still that dang COVID had us, you know, we yeah. did virtual this year, which was interesting. So we did uh, three days, two hours a day. Um, and they just really just some good updates from headquarters talking about plans for the future of the first T and how they want to adjust curriculums and things like that. So based off those meetings, now it's all planning for next year and, you know, making sure we're making some good adjustments. Well, and uh, first T had a, a record year yeah. in 2021. So, I mean, that's uh, that's a lot to keep building on with the <laughs> numbers that you, you did and all the achievements that happened with first T this year. It's a little daunting knowing that we <laughs> ought to continue to grow next year after so much growth this year, but uh, it's fun. You know, it's a worthy cause. Absolutely is. Yeah. Um, now, if I remember right, uh, in October, uh, October's edition of In the Rough, wasn't there still a last tournament or two that happened in there? Yeah, we did. Uh, we called it First Tee Idaho Day. It took okay. place of our annual or end of year Circle of Champions dinner. So we essentially rented out Pierce Park Greens for the day. Shout out to Dave Parker, who actually donated the facility to us for the Dave's day, which great. was amazing. Yeah. Um, and so we had, I think we had 112 people play golf, tee off, teed off 112 players. We had lots of families that just came out and hit balls. We had a food truck out there, Lucky Root Tacos. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. Uh, Sergio, the guy that was running the grill up there, was he had the music going. And it was just a super fun, fun day. Um we were really happy to end the year with that kind of positive party and yeah. bummed we couldn't have our circle of champions center, but it's still a fun way to honor all those that are in the program. Yeah. Well, let, let's hope 2022 is going to start opening things yeah. up as it were again to we're where gonna, those can happen. We're going to plan for that for yes, sure. So, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Who do we have uh, this month? So this month, you know, we've talked about so many different spotlighted, so many different people in the golf uh-huh. community. Uh, you know, we've had people that, our donors and supporters of the program. We've had young Reed Hoppick on the program. Now we're kind of meeting in the middle. We've got Emily Cadwell on the podcast today who, who just made the transition into college golf. She's currently in her freshman year at uh, Washington state university. Go Cougs. Yeah. And uh, she's in town for Thanksgiving break. And I thought she'd be a great guest today. So Emily, thanks for being here. For having me, absolutely. <laughs> As she just told us before we started, she's an avid listener of the podcast. Oh, yeah. So, Em, let's dive right in. At what age did you start golfing? 
I have been golfing my entire life. I think my dad probably had golf clubs for me before I was even born. Like everyone <laughs> in my family golfs. So that was kind of the next part of my question is like, you, you have a golfing family. Yeah. You didn't really have a choice. You were going to play golf. It was yeah. in your blood. <laughs> your grandpa, Bruce is, I've, he shot his age. I don't know. What do you think? Over his age. Like, I mean, over probably a hundred times. <laughs> and he's uh, old now. He's 81. Yeah. Yeah. And just, my goodness. I know. And just gets it around the golf course. So good. But anyways, golfing family. Did your grandpa play college golf? Yep. Where did he Whitman. play? Whitman. Mm -hmm. And then your uncle Drew played. He actually, well, he started playing at UW. Kind of a rival now. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, he got injured and he didn't finish, but he started playing there. And then your dad also played college golf. Correct? Yeah. He started at New Mexico and then transferred to Puget Sound and finished his career there. At what point did you kind of start, you loved golf for yourself, right? Like obviously it's yeah. in your family, but at what point were you like, wow, I really, really enjoy this? Well, I think I I played golf my whole life, and it was always something that was fun for me. Like, it's something me and my family mm -hmm. would always go do. Like, on holidays, we'd have, like, scrambles and stuff. So it was always something fun and never was anything more than that. And I played a bunch of other sports growing up, and so I, I don't think really until high school probably where I was like, like, I could kind of, like, go play in college or, like, do something more with this. That's super cool. I think from an outsider's perspective, so Corey, I started working at Hillcrest Country Club in 2014, right. so Emily was 11 or 12 at the time, yeah. and so I was kind of watching her grow up and develop her own love for the game, and from an outsider's perspective, it sure seemed like your dad kind of let you foster your own mm -hmm. love for it, right? For sure, and I think that's that always been big for me, is it's ne it was never something that was forced, it was always a choice, and um and I also like we. He made it very clear that playing other sports is very important. And Super to, like, important. Be more like rounded, and um, and I think that definitely affected. Yeah. <laughs> that there's a big push right now to not get kids to specialize in one sport too early. Like it's very important that they participate in a lot of different sports <laughs> because you can get injured, right? If you're just yeah. playing one sport all the time, right? It's good to be well-rounded. So what other sports did you play growing up? I played a little bit of everything. I mean, I played club soccer um, until, like, seventh grade. I played lacrosse for two years. I, you know, I was really young. I did, like, dance and gymnastics, and I actually played basketball through high school until my senior year. Um, so once I got to high school, I was just playing golf and basketball. But even then, that was, like, a great setup because it was off-season for golf when it was basketball right. season. So it was a great break from... Gave you a chance to put your golf clubs away for mm -hmm. a little bit and yeah. play some hoops exactly. and then get excited to go back out there in the spring. Yeah. When did you, what was it about golf though that attracted you the most? What did you love about it? Um, I think for me, I love the relationship aspect. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, I've met Nick through golf. I, um, I have so many great friends that I've met through golf and um, I'd gone to some really cool places. And so I think that's kind of what drew me in along with, you know, it's kind of just, it's all up to you. You're like, you're out there on your own. You're kind of battling yourself. And so I think it's right. a really cool, really cool thing. Yeah. So being out there by yourself, at what age did you play in your first golf tournament? <laughs> I act, I think I was five. I think <laughs> it was the McCall Am, um, when I was five years old, which, Again, that was always just something that was so. I, I think I've I missed like two years, but I've played in it ever since I was five years old, 
And when I was really young, me and all my cousins would play in that. So we have all these pictures of us, like, little kids, like, lined up against the wall. And it was just always, like, that's such a fun week. Even to this day, I, like, really love that week. So That's awesome. That's one of the most popular tournaments in yeah. all of the Northwest, I yeah. feel. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves coming to that event. College, yeah. college guys from across the country. Yeah. I mean, we had one guy from Boise that went over to Notre Dame, played golf there. He comes back every year for it. So really, really cool. So did you have immediate success? No, I think, um, I mean, kind of, not really though. Like, I don't really remember. <laughs> That's good. You gotta have short term memory. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so what is it about competitive? I know you enjoy the competitive yeah. aspect. So what is it about that, that you love? I just, uh, I think, I mean, like I said, you're just kind of battling yourself out there. It's like you versus the course. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter anyone else is doing because it's just it's you and I think it's just so cool how you can kind of track that progress and like figure out how to get better at that it's peaks and valleys right when it's good yeah. it's all on you and you can yeah. really enjoy it but when it's <laughs> tough and you're having a hard time out there it's all on you and it can yeah. be a tough place to be <laughs> in out there um so last I think it was last November so about a year ago now, you reached out to me and you said, hey, Nick, you know, I'd love to see if we could start working together one-on-one. Mm -hmm. -on -one. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to sit down and have lunch. And I had lunch with you and we talked about it. And I said, I want you to like interview me. You know, how, yeah. why do you want me to help you out with your senior year of golf? Um, so anyways, long story longer, we start working together and you set some pretty lofty goals mm -hmm. for that senior year. Yeah. Do you feel like you were successful? Yeah, I think I, especially my senior high school, I feel like I, I had a couple of very specific goals and um, we worked towards them and kept our mind on those and ended up like fulfilling those goals, which is really cool. It was pretty exciting. She played at districts and mm -hmm. she won. And, but one of her biggest goals was to win state and state was the next week. And so I don't think you could have had more pressure on yourself no. than the winning districts <laughs> than going into state the following week, thinking yeah. I have a good chance to win. And yeah. you? And I won. Which is really cool. <laughs> One districts and state in back to back weeks, weeks, which is really really cool. Okay, I, I have to ask, yeah. how is Nick as a coach and mentor? <laughs> what what was his style for you? That uh, um, I think, I'm curious. Well, we talk a lot about outside factors besides just golf and because that plays a lot bigger role in everything than you think mm -hmm. so um I think just very like open and honest about like what is going on and how we can fix it and we've always been like ever since he's been at Hillcrest we've had a pretty cool relationship we're pretty close and um so it's just it was pretty easy f for us to work together like that I think okay yeah. to her point I think focusing on or um, not discounting what's going on just in your personal life and things like that and how that can affect you on the golf course. Yeah. A good example of that is a friend of mine, golf professional here. Um, he just got a job at Bandanoons Golf Course on mm -hmm. Oregon Coast, which is renowned resort. Right. And we went and played golf about a week before he left, and I could just tell he was so happy and excited and it totally translated to how he played golf that day. He shot 63 and just Whoa. made it look easy, <laughs> you know? So it's very important. How you play golf on the golf course, a lot of that has to do with what's going on outside of the golf course, you know? Oh, so yeah, we talked to, we focused a lot on having a good balance in life. 
you know, not making sure that you're every time you go to put that tee in the ground in a tournament or practice or whatever, are you happy to be there? Are you excited? Right. Or do you dread it? You know, I mean, if you're yeah. going to dread it, you're not going to perform your best. No. I True. think the other thing we talked a lot about was like golf is a part of my life, but golf is not my life. Cause I think it's very easy to get caught up in like, um, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time on the golf course and a lot mm-hmm. of my life is about golf, but it's not my life. And that's something we like really hammered in. Yeah. I think. And a lot of younger players, they, they let their d- scores define them as human beings. Right. And it's, you know, talk about getting burnt out or beating yourself up. That's just a bad, bad headspace to be in. So always remembering that whether you shoot 85 or 65, it doesn't right. matter. That doesn't define you as a person. Right. So I think it helped. I Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, winning districts in state was pretty fun. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Watch, I, her dad was at the state tournament texting me hole-by-hole uh, hole updates of how she was doing, and it was I was sitting on the edge of my seat, that's for sure. <laughs> so anyways, we had a successful senior year. Um, so cool to see you achieve that, by the way. I mean, that was all on you. But uh, And then college golf was on your radar. Um, what What colleges were you thinking about? Um, I think my top two schools were Washington State and Boise State. Um, I, I love Boise and um, playing at Boise State was something that I had always thought about. And so that's kind of, that's kind of where I was. What specific things were you looking for when it came to college? I really wanted to go to a big school where athletics were like pretty big because um, I'd always been involved in other sports and I love like watching other sports and stuff. So that was something big for me. And I also didn't really want to go very far from home. <laughs> I'm very close to my family. So that was another big thing. And then so you decided on Wazoo. Mm-hmm. How far is Pullman from here? You just um, drove back a couple days ago. Like five and a half, six hour drive. Okay. It's yeah, like a not 40 too bad. minute flight. So that's, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Far enough away, but still pretty close <laughs> to home, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, so you just finished your first four tournaments, your first semester of mm-hmm. college golf. Yeah. What's been the biggest eye-opening experience so far? I was shocked how, for me, how different college golf was than junior golf. Because I, I remember after my first tournament, I called my dad and I was like, it's just like such a more positive environment in call or in junior golf. It's kind of just like you versus everyone else and no one's really rooting you on. Like you're kind of all fighting for the same thing. And um, when you get to college, like you have your bubble of people and you get to work with them and they're supporting you and they want nothing like but the best for you. And then at the same time, like all the coaches are friends and uh, like, it's just a lot more of, positive environment i think very encouraging Mm -hmm. i think the team aspect too has something to do with that right yeah and i've always been on a team like with basketball and playing other sports growing up so for me being on a team i love it like it's it's yeah even as simple as wearing the same gear as four other girls for a day you know it's like hey yeah we're working together to try to (laughs) achieve this which is really cool so let's see the first tournament you played in college which event was that and where was it um it was wisconsin's event which is um in madison wisconsin at their home course which is also kind of cool because we have another Mm -hmm. boise girl that's at university of wisconsin right now playing golf over there yeah and we grew up playing together and we had our first college event together which is really cool (laughs) that is really cool so how'd you do in your first tournament I um I did pretty well. I got top fifteen, which was <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty impressed with you for your first event playing that well. That was that was very yeah. exciting. So how about the 
you know, the next few events? What did you learn after that first event? I think um, it was a great learning experience. I um, didn't play as well my last three events, but I think um, we talked about this a lot, is managing expectations. Um because you're not going to play your best golf every week. And so just like understanding that. And so I didn't play my best, but some cool places. So that was fun. <laughs> cool places like Hawaii. Yeah. Where else? Um, we went to Vail, Colorado. Nice. And Stanford's course, which was really cool. Stanford course. That's, that's really, really cool. So if you could describe your first semester in one word, what's that word? Um, you asked me this a few days ago and I can't remember what I said. I think um, you said successful. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I can go back on the text messages, but I'm pretty sure you said <laughs> successful. Yeah, I, it sounds about, I, I'd say successful because I think my expectations were lower than, like, I'd say, you know, like, I going into it, I was like, if I qualify for two events this fall, I'd be ecstatic. And I ended up qualifying for four, and I got a top 15, and, um, I, yeah, I learned a lot about myself and about my golf game, and I think it was a great year to like, build off of. Yeah, I'd say that's successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think you learned most from the events that you didn't play your best at. Yeah. Would you for agree? Sure. For sure, yeah. I think those are uh, big moments to focus on and try to take away some positives and, mm -hmm. you know, just keep growing from there. Yeah. So looking to the future, you're only in your freshman year now. Mm -hmm. You get done with college golf. Mm -hmm. Is there a potential you want to try to play after that, or do you think college is where it stops? I have no idea. I think um, it's really interesting playing right now because there's a lot of girls in the Pac-12 who are really good. I mean, um, Rosang, I played behind Rosang, and it's just interesting to watch them because they're competing on the highest level. So it's kind of it, what needs to be worked on in order for that to become like a reality is very apparent, like very clear now that I've seen other people play. So I think um, by the time I'm done with college, if I'm in a position, I mean, why, might as well try. Yeah. But also, I, like, some, I've always loved golf and I always want to love golf. And so I don't really want to jeopardize that either because um, I kind of always want it to be in my life. So. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked a lot about on the golf course. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how golf has benefited you outside of the golf course, mm -hmm. right? So one thing we've talked about with college is time management. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Emily and I will do check-ins every couple of weeks. I'll just say, how's it going? How's your golf game? How's school? And I can always tell she's a little bit overwhelmed, <laughs> but she's handling it very, very well. <laughs> I think your biggest thing you said, though, is time management, right? Yeah, I mean, especially in season, you do not have a lot of free time. So just managing school, especially when we travel, we travel for six days at a time. So you miss a lot of school and um, just making sure you're staying on top of that and getting good grades and then also like eating and eating healthy and all of that stuff. Working so, out. Working out, everything. <laughs> Trying to get your golf game a little better. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a darn good job of it. Thank you. Um, and that's only something that's going to benefit you after college too, right? Yeah. So you go into the professional world and, you know, yeah, you'll just be, you'll be great. Mm. Um, how about, what? how has golf benefited you um, outside of school and time management and things like that? Um, I think, like I said earlier, relationships, I've met some really cool people and had some really cool friendships. And, um, I think that's probably one of my favorite things about it off the golf course. Nice. 
you've been a big help with the first tee stuff this last year you volunteered quite a bit which was great um she helped out with our game changers idaho classes helped me teach those every week for several weeks um that was a super fun experience um so she's not only she's giving back to the game of golf too which is great it's awesome so let's do a little last segment here just some quick questions our up and downs all right right. what's your favorite club in the bag Mm, i would (laughs) i would say my driver which might not be the right answer but i love hitting my driver i hope to get a point where i can say my wedge my favorite (laughs) club in the bag but at the moment my driver (laughs) i like it okay favorite first t9 core value and why confidence i think um confidence is something that like affects you more than you think it does not even just with golf but in life like when you walk around with confidence it's it's helpful so <laughs> i think that's um probably my favorite i like it favorite golf course in idaho um I Hillcrest. I love Hillcrest. <laughs> yeah, grew up there. You got a lot of fond memories there. <laughs> Favorite golf course outside of Idaho? Oh boy. Um Well, we played Nenea this fall, which was incredible. I've never seen such perfect looking grass in my life. That was <laughs> really cool. But also Bandon Dunes is my favorite place on earth. So one of those two. <laughs> yeah, your dad's helped you uh create some um, love for that place. Yeah, How he, many times have you been over there? I've been over twice now. Um yeah. My dad I think I don't think anyone loves that place more than my dad. And so he's kind of <laughs> just like ingrained it that this is the special place. And every time I go, I'm like, oh yeah, it's special. It's golf heaven. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, last one. Best shot you've ever hit and some quick details surrounding it. Um I think one that stands out to me was at State this last year. It was like the 14th or 15th hole of the final round. And um, I was really close with Brooke Patterson, who's my good friends. We were like kind of top two at that point. And I hit my – that course, we were at Avondale, and you can't really hit driver anywhere. So I hit like a five run off the tee, and I had like a hundred – 20 yards or something and I hit it two inches and made the putt for birdie and that kind of like gave me a cushion going into the last few holes and I think that probably was one of my best shots (laughs) going back to your favorite nine core value I kind of build some confidence right when you're under pressure under the gun and you successfully execute a shot like that to yeah seal the victory Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah awesome well thank you so much for being here Emily um, I know me. you're going to continue being successful in your college campaign <laughs> as a cougar. Um, and so, yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> nice meeting you, Emily. You as well. Now, when do things start really kind of getting going after the first of the year? So we're doing some small, um, some winter programming right now at Back Nine Indoor Golf. Uh, one of our coaches, mm-hmm. Pete Burton, um, is leading those classes, which is awesome. Um, but that's just a small group. We just were limited in size or availability with the space. So we do that through the off season and then our spring classes will kick up the first week of April. All right. Yeah. And so we've got, uh, we're going to make some adjustments with our classes. Typically it's been, um, first T classes you sign up. It's not about the age. It's about, 
um, your ability and how long mm -hmm. you've been in the first T program, right? So okay. more often than not, you'd have, you know, for our beginner level classes, you could have a six-year-old and a 12-year-old in the same class. Gotcha. Well, first T in our national meetings, they told us that we're going to go more to an age-based curriculum. So I think that's going to be beneficial for our program. You know, we'll have six-year-olds with seven and eight-year-olds and, you know, nine, 10, 11s together. And right. so I think going forward, that's going to be a big positive. So we're going to make some adjustments to our schedule and how we offer our classes, but um, we're going to be kicking it off first week of April. All right. Sounds good. And we still have one more podcast this year. We do. For we got, 2021. We'll have a little uh, Christmas special for you guys. And then uh, <laughs> that'll be our last one for 2021. A few more uh, to start 2022. All right. Sounds good. So we will talk again next month on In the Rough.